0: Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb, and with me, Robbie. And this week we return to our musty horror with a brand new choice chosen at random off of the board from our random ass list of films. <laughs> yes. uh, and on our possible top one hundred great is the Hellhound that is Cujo. <laughs> yeah,
1: we are flea ridden and full of <laughs> rabies for this episode as we talk about uh, Stephen King's. Um, adapted nineteen eighty three uh cujo movie um i don't know why i said that's so weird <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, to be honest, it, it, it also in my head, you know, this is obviously Stephen King and, you know, the idea of a killer dog. But, but I mean, the film could almost be Affair the movie, including Killer Dog. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Because <laughs> it's basically more about an affair than it is about the dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: it was, uh, I think this was the first watch for both of us as well, wasn't it?
0: It was, yeah. I, I've heard about it several times. I My daughter has a top... Yeah, that has uh, Cujo on it that I posted on Instagram <laughs> that I was given by a uh, friend Josh actually gave it to me because of Related to my dog, Mia, because yeah. she always bites him every time he comes back. She does, back. doesn't she? Or gums yeah. him. She, she would well, say. yeah, what we say is gums him. Bites him sounds really bad, but uh, yeah, she uh, since she only has gums at the front, <laughs> she's become a little bit more likely to occasionally nip people more than she ever used to. Yeah. But it's almost as if she's realised, got gums, so I ain't going <laughs> to I'm just going to gum you up real good. She can leave marks. <laughs> but yeah. She doesn't do that to barely anyone. There's literally two people yeah. that she doesn't. <laughs> But, yeah, so to those people, she is a hellhound. I believe it's Josh. It's Charlotte's sister. Wow. And uh, my dad oh, are the okay. only ones where she's like, you fuck off. You get the fuck away yeah. from me. <laughs> and I don't know. I think maybe it's just cockiness of them being too like, hi. And then yeah, maybe. Like, get the fuck away from me. Maybe. You have to earn the privilege to come <laughs> near me. Because I yeah.
1: don't really properly. I'm allergic to dogs. Yeah. So I, and she's I'm okay with her after, you know, um after you lived with me for some time yeah but for the most part i don't really stroke dogs because it sets me off so i think because i largely ignore her (laughs) she's really clingy to me yeah
0: yeah She like she well literally the second she gets to know someone or the second she like if you take go to someone's house or she's left alone with someone just for like an hour and suddenly she's like oh you're my best mate now yeah you're literally my best friend like she and she will literally love you forever and just be like man Cause she literally, like, the second like you come into my house, she wails like yeah, she goes raga. Like at the top, (laughs) she's like mad, and she's fucking crazy like that. So she is like. The most loving dogs, but obviously to those few people who she yeah. has uh, she has gone after, she is the hellhound. She is coochie. <laughs> she has and on Josh she even uh, I believe in uh, maybe even on his ring finger <laughs> she she has left a mark forever. Oh, and don't. when she thinks about him it burns. <laughs> so, yeah. Scarred. <Scott. laughs> <laughs> so yes, that that's my hellhound, but we're here to talk about the Stephen King adapted Hellhound, which is the Yeah, um,
1: and as always, uh, before we get stuck into the film, I just want to give my classic reminder to uh, throw some love to your favourite rabid, flea-ridden mongrel hosts by hitting that subscribe button, and please leave us a lovely review. Really does help the show grow. I believe we're just out of the top fifty for the uh, Rome. Um, apple podcast charts and just out of the top 50 for canada so the um the international campaign is still going on and we're still we're still clinging in um so yeah first time watching Cujo for both of us um i was i'd heard a lot about Cujo, and i'd seen snippets of the iconic scene where they're trapped in a car and Cujo's trying to get in
0: yeah uh, it's, it's, uh, you, you hear about Cujo quite a lot on, like, American, um, I feel like, on certain shows. I feel like it's mentioned in things like Friends and stuff like that. Yeah. I've heard it mentioned several times. Um, within the same kind of areas, like, they talk about, like, you know, Jaws made you want to stay out of the sea, and Cujo made you not want to have a dog, basically. A yeah. like, like dog made you scared of certain dogs, or people were scared because of Cujo. Um, and it's an interesting one because obviously I can understand why people would be scared of dogs, or if they were already scared, this wouldn't this yeah, would not, not help, you help you at him, all. So, no. um, the idea of this kind of this dog, and it's interesting. And I, the one link that that did pop into my head was was Jaws and Spielberg, because I feel like this is told this film is in a very like Spielbergian style. Okay, it's a very like family. It almost feels more like the way that Spielberg with like ET or even Jaws. He, he tells very much like the family story and the monster's kind of second, almost feels second to that at times. Like, yeah. the plot revolves around that happening, but the creature comes second. I'm not saying that this is done to Spielbergian level of like, it's not balanced as well. It's no. like, something like that. It's not, it's not as nicely balanced. The characters aren't as well-rounded as, say, your, your Jaws or your yeah. E.T. And E.T. comes to mind because it's it's the mum from E.T., D Wallace, is yeah. the mum in this film. Uh, Donna in this film um, this uh, speaking of who actually directed it it's directed by Lewis Teague who did um, things, films like other horrors and things like Cat's Eyes and Alligator yeah Alligator Fox as well Alligator yeah. is a good film so he's done a, he's done a few of those um, Romantic Death of the Nile uh, no, so Jewel and now Romancing the Stone, like the uh, Michael Douglas kind of uh, Danny DeVito films. Yeah. Um, so he's done a few of those uh, different kind of horror and some more mainstream kind of films. Um, and, you know, it, it's, per- it's perfectly fine. It, it, you know, it, it sometimes feels a little bit on the. It does, to me, it, it felt like a discount Spielberg. It felt a little bit like a, almost bordering at times on like your TV movie. Kind I of mean, probably. that's what I got.
1: I mean, yeah. I, I didn't so much pick up on Spielberg, to be honest, because a lot of Spielberg's films are, especially later Spielberg, are a lot bigger in scope and scale, I think. I mean, I, yeah. I got the Stephen King vibes straight away. You know, it was a very small yeah. town. It was you know family there's a lot of family drama um and very much it's similar to spielberg i guess is the creature or the monster and the horror is a layer underneath that and we get to know the characters and then we get the horror mm. um and one thing i did notice is that uh, charles bernstein soundtrack nerd um charles bernstein did the uh, theme and did the soundtrack for this he would later go on the following year uh, to meet with Wes Craven and to do the Nightmare on Elm Street theme. And obviously okay, he made yeah, yeah. He made which is an iconic and classic uh, theme. However, he only actually worked on the first Nightmare on Elm Street. So that theme that is really iconic and is played throughout the whole of the series... Interestingly he was he
0: only kind of did it I think for that, the first one. I think that's quite common practice. Like they have like one person make an iconic theme and then people just like yeah. reuse it and redo it in little ways and stuff like that and take it from there like yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah, like you get happen. someone like say John Williams or something like that. Like sometimes he stays with the projects but sometimes he's had certain ones when he's done like say uh, the Superman theme, which has been used in lots of other areas but yeah. He's not like always part of it kind of thing, but people rework it or change it yeah. and things like that for sequels.
1: I think the, to be honest, I think the uh, the the plot idea of this film is great. I think every, most people have a pet and the idea that your pet could turn on you is pretty terrifying. Even though, you know, um, like Carrie, my cat, she looked at <laughs> me when I said that. She's, you know, very placid. She's never hissed. she's never scratched. She could still be, like, a cat could be can pretty, turn, she could yeah. still turn. And then you add a saint... Saint Bernard which is a massive fuck off dog there was one and on its hind legs (laughs) I read this because I googled the biggest uh, Saint Bernard that I could locate and trap down on its hind legs (laughs) I found it and I I folded it down and I I measured it it I measured it yeah it it was (laughs) (laughs) 5'9 yeah it was 5'9 yeah. I'm 5'8", so this dog has got an inch on me. You this know, this dog could make love to you. This dog could make love to me. This dog could top me. You know yeah, what I mean? you'd be the bottom. I'd be the bottom. <laughs> and it's fucking and uh, Saint Bernard's a massive dog, so it's it's a terrifying
0: prospect. You know? Yeah, it it definitely is. I mean, uh, I mean, the one thing is that I though I expected that what well, you just said, I expected to be the plot of the film. Yeah, the idea of the their dog that then starts to turn against them and maybe starts to do things which oddly i think would have actually made it scarier because you would have got more of the emotional, emotional connection, connection between the dog yeah and therefore it makes it a harder situation and a harder thing to do yeah and i do think that that would have been the more interesting take on this and that has been played in other i have seen that obviously played out in other places where they've had to do this kind of situation where they've had to choose to get rid of the dog or put down the dog or things like that yeah um but yeah that was where i thought whereas this one kind of takes it different, where it's, it's a different whereas it's it's the campbell family that actually have yeah. the dog you know a little bit more um on the lower income you know kind of, you know they struggle they kind of yeah. fight a little bit more redneckish kind of style yeah. um so like where you it's interesting because you don't get the idea that the dog's not looked after, but the dog's more free to roam and kind of just goes off on its own. Yeah, goes off um, and fucking chases. They do him show like... at times that they do care about the dog, though. so it's not like the dog's mistreated. So it doesn't necessarily give good reasons for like going against them, but it's almost more like they didn't want it to be the family in case the dog is like, well, the dog can't kill one of them because that's the main family we're trying to protect or whatever. Yeah, is that what I mean, um, but. To be honest, my my main thing coming into this film was, you know, is obviously, like I said at the start, is the fact that it has much more of a perspective on the family and the dog is kind of occasionally gets shots in of how it's changing. Um, The opening shot is for the dog, of course, where we're chasing the rabbit and and the rabbit through there, and, and you've got the whole idea of the, you know, the dog goes into the hole and then it's full of bats. Yeah. The rat, you know, where the rabbits got away and like, oh yeah, I've made I've made it away here when actually, you know, he's about to get... Gobbled <laughs> up by bats. He's to, he's to, <laughs> yeah, he's about to get uh, a, a bat deafened. Yeah. From all those bats that are probably going to be like, yeah, we're going to have you. Yeah, going. gobble yeah. up boys. But uh, yeah, and then he gets the, he gets that bite on the nose from yeah. one of the bats. So, the Classic idea of the bats giving you rabies, or oh, yeah, before the bats giving you covid, yeah, and he gets that. But uh, like, this is the this is the main thing that for the first good, like, half an hour, almost the only main part that's Cujo apart from the meeting him in the scrapyard. I think that's the only real we get most of the time of like Cujo's progression. We get tiny little scenes of Cujo where he's like. Getting, getting annoyed um, by starting to get things like his the sound he's obviously getting more affected by the yeah. sound of things and some of those are played out really well um, but one thing in my head is the fact that you know obviously I feel sorry for the dog because the dog is unwell <laughs> the yeah. dog's got, rab- it's got been bitten it's got rabies and it's just unwell and it starts to look like shit, and no one really pays attention. No. So again, like if maybe if it had been the family, they would have been like, "Well, you look like shit. We need to take you to the vet." But because this family's a little bit more neglectful, just lets him roam, they don't notice when he literally looks like he's got custard in his. mouth. Well, yeah.
1: Well, the kid notices. The kid's like, Cujo doesn't look great and is acting weird. Yeah. But then the woman, the the mum, is like, "Well, don't yeah, don't bother your dad now. You know he's." he's an asshole yeah, he's angry yeah, just let him let him get home from work and chill for a bit you do get and a, a couple bit of beers the and then, then tell him because yeah.
0: yeah they have that whole storyline again there's not really a lot to their storyline it's pretty much like they somehow win the lottery of £5,000 and then the mum yeah. seems like they're going away but you also got to have the question is, is she going away as in she's going like they're, they're leaving the dad or something like that yeah. like it seems like they're like going away and like yeah, you know, we're probably not coming back it's a bit weird an isn't it? um but the dad doesn't get enough scenes to really seem like a big enough asshole that you feel like he is just like a proper scumbag. Or all anything. you get, yeah, all you get is he's that like... One, that he's one scene with his neighbour is the yeah. only one that makes him seem like a bit of a, a, a trash bag because he's like on about going off for like a weekend of like... Basically, like whores and baseball, or something like that. Yeah. What it sounds like beers, whores, and baseball. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, with the money that they just won, he's like, ah, oh, we can spend that on some beers, whores, and baseball. Yeah, which is or a bit his, of a end move. But... With, with his fucked-up, like, neighbor who's just, like, pissed and, like, it's a little bit horrible, Like, a little bit horrid dog. There's no, like, smacking or hitting of the dog, though. No one, like, I kept on expecting someone to be really, like, vicious towards the yeah. dog, like, smacking him away or get out of my way or like hitting him. But there wasn't actually any of that. Interestingly no. enough, they, it's just more like occasional shouting at the dog, or like yeah. yeah, or you know, or people just showing themselves to be a little bit vile, like those characters do. But this is the interesting part for me is the fact that um, you know some of this is interesting, and I do find the Cujo parts when he start when we the way that they show like him start to get really annoyed, and the way yeah. the dog and you know the way the dog's perspective and stuff like that, which obviously I assume um, I haven't read. Cujo, the Stephen King novel, or I've read some of Stephen King, yeah. but I'd assume that we get a, obviously a lot more description and detail of how the dog is maybe affected by that. Yeah, thing, Stephen King, because Stephen King does tend to have quite sometimes a quite long winded way of like describing the elements of something yeah. and what happens. He does tend to put a lot of detail and description into certain things, so yeah. I imagine there's a lot of description into what Cujo's maybe thinking or feeling or the perspective of the yeah. dog.
1: Because in this, it just seems like. He's, he's just he was, experiencing his Joker arc, and yeah, like he's yeah, like, yeah. "Had enough, you know." Yeah. Like he hears, he's like, he's in the uh, mechanic,
0: the, you know, yeah, like the someone's George. welding or yeah. something, yeah, the and he's and just
1: like, "Oh, I'm fucking sick of this," and walks off. Yeah, yeah. And then like something else you get, happens, like the, like, the man, screeching man. with
0: the metal, and you do kind yeah. of see his eyes kind of widening. But yeah, this is this is the interesting part for me though. Even though we get those, you know, I. Felt more, still felt bad for the dog in general because I was just like, well, the dog's just ill. And, yeah, you know, it's not even a case of this dog's actually like a real shit bag of an evil dog or a dog that's been like badly mistreated. It's so just it's, a a shit bag. Yeah. it's just got rabies, and rabies causes them to go like to go ratchet. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know if it causes them actually to go anywhere near this level of bad. No, shit. definitely. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> it does apparently from those evil bats. Um, but it's it's more the part that that's feels like such a minor part of this movie. Yeah. And most of it is about D Wallace is a fair donor with what's his name Steve I think. I it don't is. even know. I've literally my the note I've got is
1: the plot Steve idea Kemp. is great. Yeah.
0: He's referred to as Kemp I think Craft and yeah. that's
1: why. And then it goes uh, classic Stephen King setup. I didn't make any notes about the op- the dra- the opening drama because I just I found myself I didn't even give a fuck
0: about any of these characters you know yeah I mean it this is this is the problem that's why I'm saying like I felt more emotions for the few parts with the dog be- than I did at all for Donna Et's mum is what I'm yeah Et's mum I was like um, you know it's 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 an odd one because you know um, she's you know. I was a bit thrown off at the start because you know when the husband comes home it seems like they're the you know nice little idyllic family. Yeah, and then you get um, you get the guy Steve Kemp that comes into yeah. the house and you know and look he looks exact. He, he's basically like he's your '80s six sexual man. You know, yeah I'm not he, saying he's a sexual he's not man a sexual he's not one member. of our level of sexual man he is um, trying but he is me. like in the 80s like that rugged lumberjack guy basically like that was that was to the, that was to the housewives yeah. like that's that's irresistible you know yeah what that's mean? my bad. whereas the, the dad I would say is almost more like what you're more closer to like a more of a cliche more a modern day sexual man modern day, man. Yeah, modern day, day I mean? sexual neither of them get into the class of our official list of sexual no, men that you'll, definitely not we'll list but, uh, off for you one day in the sexual manners. yeah but um <laughs> But they're both that. But I got like obviously you get that weird. The, the mum is so oddly reacting in the room. I was like, I was like, so what's going on? I was like, I knew something was up. So because she acts so odd when Ro- uh, I put Roger. That's wrong. Roger. Roger yeah. Roger's like the weird guy that helps the the, the dad Vic. When he's like trying to do the whole meeting thing, which yeah. again he's just like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I was like, she either hates him for some reason, like he's a real dick, because he comes in and straight away seems like a bit of a dick. Yeah. Um, or she'd be fucking. Yeah, she, like, she'd be fucking. And like, um, and obviously, it'd be fucking. <laughs> it'd be fucking. Yeah. Um, you know, and and this Steve guy, you know. The, we get that kind of odd scene and then they're talking about tennis and then the next scene is them playing tennis and it's like ah oh, you beat me again and it's like oh. but it's like Steve this Kemp guy doesn't give a shit because he's like well I'm sticking it to your wife yeah, so I'm piping you your can wife. beat me all day long yeah. because I'm sticking <laughs> it to your wife um, and he's loving it but the problem is like Dee Wallace so Dee Wallace obviously in ET she was also in uh, Hills Have Eyes yeah. and she's been in a fair few horrors and things like that and um, the The real problem with it is is the fact that to be honest her character is bland as fuck yeah she is very one note she's so like she basically acts exactly how she acts in E.T. in this film yeah Um, but the problem is in E.T. she's this quiet gentle kind of like nice like who then shows worry and it works because yeah. she's like that and, and that's fine. She can come across as this quiet, gentle who then later on has to br- rise up to be the one to defeat... Yeah. You know, to get her son alive and defeat Kuja. But the problem with that is uh, when you've got a character like that is this is just the fact that, you know, she is given this arc of being a cheating housewife who then is like that gentle, but also she doesn't come across as soft and gentle. She comes across as basically disinterested with yeah. everything yeah. she's disinterested in the husband she doesn't really seem to care about her son um, and even when she's having an affair she seems like she's not really that like, interested in him either she's just a character who kind of floats through the film and appears to not really care and then when she finally has to kind of rise up to it later on it's the case of, like, you've risen up to it. But by this point, we're so disinterested in you as a character. We don't give a fuck. If, if anything, we're kind of waiting for you to die because we don't like you. <laughs> well, it's the same as even her her <clears throat> uh, her husband, Vic. Like, he comes in
1: and I think she's had an argument with Steve Kemp or something like that. And some, some milk and eggs get pushed on the floor. And then Vic comes in. Steve leaves, and he just looks at her, and he's like... He says something really weird, like... Again? And she goes... Again? Like, yeah, it's... Like, the we're fucking. It's back on. And then he's like... Okay. And then he just goes to work. <laughs> he's just like, this man's fucking my wife. I'm just gonna go to work. You know? Like, yeah. whatever, it's fine. And, like, nobody cares in this film. And then they try and have, like... Tad, or whatever his name. Which is a really weird name... <clears throat> Yeah, and, yeah, he's just like really annoying. They're like
0: in this crossroads, obviously, and it, 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 it's like the the, the, the problem. Yeah, it, it, it's a really odd way to frame your film around because you're framing it around mainly like Vic. To be fair, at least comes across like a good dad. Yeah, And he has some kind of... And he's also, you know, he's the one that seems to be working hard on this... I'll come to the really weird uh, serial somewhat yeah. in a minute. Um, but, um, you know, like, so, you know, he's, he's weird and he's going along with it. But he kind of just seems like a bit more of a victim. And just kind of... Yeah. That he's just kind of doesn't really know what to do at this point with them. And he doesn't know what to say to her anymore. And, and you understand that. And you understand that there's going to be a breakdown. But the problem is the film never gives you any reason to feel sorry for the wife no to feel like she has any good reason for doing this it seems like she's just like i'm bored and fucking yeah I'm you know bored, what i mean so like i know it's an absolute common thing to have like affairs just because you know it yeah. happens all the time people are just like oh you know my life's not fulfilling i'm uh, so i'm going to bang my uh, person yeah. or whatever you know but it just doesn't give us that reason and it gives us you know it gives us a lot of you know maybe reasons like why she wouldn't you know you know the dad is out all day and he's overworking maybe. He's a hard yeah. worker doing stuff like that. But the thing is that even she still points out she even like, you're like, oh, maybe it's because she's, never, you know, maybe we're going to get a reason why because they had a real problem or they had, yeah. he just constantly works all the time and doesn't care about her so that might make him feel a little bit more for her. But no, because then you have the scene that then complete goes over when she's like, you're, such a, she, you're so good with him. It's yeah. like, so you know he's a good dad, you know, and you, you know he's a good person because you've talked about that as well. And then he try, you know, and and he seems like he's trying with her to have a concert and she just doesn't try with him. So she's, yeah. the, again, the one setting it down. And so then it just comes to the idea of you've got, like, the bored housewife. Which, to be honest, you know, the bored, unfulfilled housewife who basically yeah. bangs a neighbor pretty much because... Which is pretty much one of the shittiest excuses ever for anyone, like, being like, I, was, I wasn't I was happy in myself, so now I'm going to go and okay. sleep. I'm going to go
1: get some pie. yeah.
0: You know what I mean? That That's just the shittiest of all things, so like but if you're gonna paint your protagonist of a story it's such a weird choice you know i just you know i i know that this isn't huge i know this made money because it it did actually you know it did like a good like triple profit of six million to like 21 million so it did well but i think that's because people were sold the idea of the killer dog movie yeah that's it but i cannot imagine people sat in a theater watching this and be like well this isn't the movie I yeah this is great what the great. fuck is going on here it's like a soap melodrama mixed in with an occasional shots of the dog
1: <laughs> yeah it feels like uh, it feels like the, the movie was written by chat GPT like somebody <laughs> went write a Stephen King movie yeah. about a killer dog and it was it just listed like there's a there's a woman having an affair and dog has rabies and they're like there you go and then they just say to Lewis T, Yeah, I mean, film this.
0: This but Cujo is, is one of the ones that's highlighted as one of like Stephen King's. It's one like, of his favourites. Yeah. So I, I, it definitely makes me want to read the novel. Because I imagine I'm, the novel's good to be. I'd honest. imagine it has that. I just I I just wonder where they've gone against it. I know as also though that Stephen King can get a little bit weird with these things and a little bit like off which is kind of what makes it interesting, you know, like the the children orgy in it or things like that you know yeah there's always a bit and i kept thinking of certain scenes going like i wonder if this got a little bit more into it a little bit more in depth a little bit more clearer yeah and instead they've just watered it down to basically just a standard affair when there was actually more to it but they were just like well, let's keep it simple yeah let's keep it more simple and that's where a lot of these go wrong because they don't take the interesting parts they just take the basic ideas and then put it into a film. Yeah. And this feels like a very basic idea. I can't imagine... But these characters don't seem like Stephen King characters either to me. That's why I say but, chat GPT. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> it
1: has the... It has the very, very loose DNA of a Stephen King film. You yeah. have characters, you have a focus on drama and conflict within the, those characters, and then you have a horror lurking in the background and they're gonna cross paths eventually however it for me it feels like the the family drama is so bland and hollow that you don't really care about it and then there's not really enough with Cujo you see him getting pissed off like twice and then he what I put in my notes is then he goes to dark Cujo which is a really cool scene but yeah once he goes dark like, you just get random shots of
0: him. My note was literally, I bet the dog uh, The dog looked literally pissed off, and I'm sure it is, because, well, you know, look at all the shit they put over him. He looks like he's been dipped in strawberry jam. <laughs> yeah. Because the dog just looks like he's been coated into, like, reddish, like, in his whole fairs, like, that, Like he's been put in something yeah. sticky. They, they just eat? picked up the dog and went, here's a big... Here it is. Or it's American, so here's a big finger jelly. Yeah. Dipped in... <laughs> And then and then they just like slap some custard on those eyes. Oh yeah, the eyes are boggling. But they
1: <laughs> they used a couple of dogs, um, and they even used a man in a dog costume. Yeah. at one point. But the <laughs> and whole... they
0: even uh, and they like a, a larger a larger dog dressed up yeah, as <laughs> in the dog. Saint Bernard. That's so good. I also say I was looking at the poster for this earlier, and I was like, "Who the fuck does uh, Cujo look like?" And uh, I'm going to put this on Instagram. I'm going to get the picture, but. The dog looks like Nick Nolte. Do you know who that is? No, let me have a look. <laughs> you look up Nick Nolte and uh, his, the dog, just his face looks like angry Nick Nolte. <laughs> let me have one. Anyway, some people might know yeah, who he that is. Dog. Out there. The dog's face yeah. looks like, at least uh, one of the posters or the one on the Blu ray cover, literally the way they've shown it, the eyes and the face just the picture yeah, like. He's got that. He looks like. He, I was like. Did you know that <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nolte... I was going to post a fake fact earlier on Instagram saying, did you know that Nick Nolte performed all of the, do- all of the scenes as the dog in Cujo?" He does
1: kind of have that look. But then Ron, Ron Perlman kind of looks like a dog as he well. He does because as some well, people yeah, just have like a Ron Perlman look, look yeah. yeah. Ron Perlman can be him in like, the remake.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's interesting. I, I was thinking about a remake because obviously a large part of this is the idea that you're stuck in a car and it's obviously not working, and you've got no contact. Which, obviously, I guess you could just come up with the old ah, oh, the mobile's not working, or the things like that. But I did, I, I was interested in how this would work, as a, if a remake of this would really work that well. I don't know. It's a a classic of a dog. I just think the story would have to be changed around. But then again, it could be a case of it just needs to be made more close to the original book. Yeah. (laughs) It needs to be a more faithful adaptation. Maybe. maybe.
1: I mean, without reading the book, it's hard. And this, I imagine the book would be pretty, quite good. I really like Stephen King. He's one of my favourite authors. Um, And he does. He takes a lot of time crafting his books. Sometimes people think he takes too much, which I get. But I, you know, I really vibe with it and I could imagine the book being good. However, I find that the film feels very much like they'd taken a snippet of an anthology and then had stretched it to a made-for-TV film. Like, I watched Cat's Eye. I watched it a couple of years ago. And it is, uh, it's is—it's also a film shot by Lewis Teague. And it's based on three short stories of Stephen King's and it's about this kind of cat who is in all of the stories and each of the stories are their own self-contained thing and they're all about 25 minutes half an hour long and this film feels like it could be that because like half of the film is just them stuck in a car maybe a good like 45 minutes you think maybe you could have just had that as the film i watched i saw that scene because it's like a classic you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and then i watched it and i was like that's bas- this is basically what the film is everything else just feels like padding yeah um i this for me is almost the opposite and this is going to be quite controversial because it, it goes to show my opinion on the film straight off the bat um this feels the opposite to me for the birds So The Birds was a film that I heard about, (laughs) thought sounded shit, watched it and loved it. This film was a film I'd always wanted to see. I thought the plot sounded great. I watched it and I kind of wish that I just kept it as a film that was on the list because I I thought it was just, I don't think it was terrible, but I thought it was pretty bad.
0: You know kujo well, yeah i was yeah. gonna say kujo uh, no, like, you're still talking no. about kujo now right yeah, the birds. Cujo. yeah i know you prefer like you actually preferred the birds once you'd seen it properly yeah whereas i wanted to watch kujo for a time and i'd seen this scene you know this scene
1: of it trapping this woman in this car and i thought oh this is some real potential it's a great storyline
0: mm. and then i watched the film and i was like this well ass. i wanted to point out, so I, I wanted to know because so it felt off um, and we'll talk more about the scenes when they're trapped in the car and the doll later. but I feel like the ed- ending anyway just jumping ahead a lot <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like the ending is a good way to show between the book and the ending so that's the only one I really looked yeah. at what the difference was because sync felt off in the ending for me um, so I, I, d- I don't know why it just it felt like I was like there's no way that King wrote it like this this would not be the ending of this it, there's not enough of an impact no. at the ending there's not enough so obviously, uh, so um, we'll come to the act- the film's ending in a minute, but yeah. we'll, just for the perspective of anyone who's seen it, and hopefully you've seen it, if not, you know, as always, you know, it's your choice. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a spoiler for a 40 it's year old. yeah, so it's yeah. up to you. Um, so in the Stephen King book, the ending is Donna manages to kill Cujo, but not before Tad dies oh, damn. of dehydration and heat stroke. So she's able, uh, she also contacts uh, rabies herself in the process, but is able to get treatment quick enough to recover. Still losing Tad means her life will never truly be the same, and it's one of Stephen King's sadder conclusions." Damn, that is a sad ending. See what I mean? That's a, that's a Stephen King ending. That is, that yeah. is a hits you hard, has a real impact on life not the one that we get, which is obviously much more of a happier ending. Happier. And, and also, that's a classic yeah. thing of how many how many Stephen King adaptations have we seen where they try to divert and go for a happy ending? They've done it so many times. yeah, And pretty much always they go, well, of course the original was better because it had an impactful ending yeah. taken away. You can't just... And it's also, I always find that that is a real shame on... Authors, because someone writes a book and normally thinks and therefore so hard about that book and where it's going. And yes, sometimes they don't go to plan, and some authors fucking hate their own books. But you know, when you write, when they're writing a book, they're purposely putting things in place, foreshadowing ideas, depths. That is why that idea comes back later. That's going to be the case of like you're going to win, but you're going to lose. Yeah. And it's there, and it's a theme that runs throughout the whole book. And I 100%, and, and this is speaking without reading, but reading other Stephen King books where it has a real gut punch of an ending yeah he lays the groundwork really well he does go over I will bit what you said before about he does go a bit OTT sometimes and I do sometimes feel like his, his description about one thing can sometimes go off like a couple of pages and yeah. like, we still talking about that <laughs> yeah. one thing um, but then again he has a, but that creates an, an amazing imagery you know yeah. exactly that's why I always find it interesting when some people can't adapt to them that well because I'm like He's basically painted that picture for yeah. you so well, and yet you still couldn't get that shot right. But he's literally spent like two pages describing <laughs> what this creature what looks? or what this scene looks like, and suddenly, and you still think you can just change it and that's fine. It's like, yeah. but he made it so beautifully, and people wanted to see your film because they want to see his book on the screen. Yeah. And it's stuff like this, this kind of like. If you feel it's necessary to do that, I understand probably a studio turned around and go, oh, that's too sad of an ending. Or maybe they did test screening with people. Yeah. And the, the shitty thing with that with films is when they do like test screening and stuff, yeah, I know you need to get audience perspective, but sometimes it makes it worse because it depends if you've got the right people watching. That's and they it. don't. They do random test audiences, which is more about just a random audience. But it's like, okay, but if you actually tested people who liked, say, the books, they'd be like, well, no, that that's perfect. You've yeah. done the film. You've done justice. But if you do a normal audience, they'll be like, "Oh, I was sad the child died." Yeah. And that's like you know, I don't know, some you know, some forty-year-old mum or something who yeah. like doesn't watch horror films and is just like, "Ah, oh, I really didn't like the fact you killed the child." Yeah, and they like take that test note and then the studio look at it and go, "Oh, this one person said they didn't like the ending. Change it." Yeah. <laughs> and it then yeah, I, I get that's out of their hands, but it's it's a bit shitty when they kind of do this because, um, you know, I I. I just I, I don't really like them when they kind of change them so much because it defeats the whole point yeah. of why people want to see that on the screen. Um, so, yeah. So, going back to uh, part of the film that kind of uh, caught, caught my um, imagination or my eye in the film was the very, very odd... So, I'm jumping back a bit for a little bit. <laughs> I'm going back to some of the build-up to our... <laughs> Uh, adulterous be how Ah, want. yes, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what this film is. <laughs> and I'm thinking about the weird cereal ads. The dad's job. Yeah, I want to get that sub- subplot out of the way. <laughs> um, you know, most of it is, and I don't even care to talk more than a, a moment about the fact that most of it is about the fact that a a ads that is make is selling a lot of cereal, and the dad's so happy about it at the start of the film, then turns out to give the kids have got some sickness from one of the cereals. Yeah the company fucked up and now the company's blaming the dad for their ad campaign even though the ad campaign has nothing to do with them getting sick. No. And that's basically it. Apart from that, the dad has to go off away for a little while and leave the son who doesn't want to be left because of he needs to fix this so he needs to go off for a few days and that yeah. leads to a lot of this and the son loves the dad a lot but doesn't seem to like the man barely at all yeah. which again based on what I just said about the ending sounds like in the book that's not the case but yeah. in the film for some reason they decided to really be like you're going to fucking hate this yeah. Yeah. this is hate a goddamn him. bitch I hate each <laughs> other but <laughs> but the serial lad is so fucking weird it's uh, nope nothing wrong here with the weird guy in a suit yeah. who's like eating a bowl of cereal and I was just sat there going like who the fuck wants, a, who <laughs> the fuck wants to eat a cereal what child is like yes we're going to follow the word of the weird man in the suit man is, telling yeah. me nothing's wrong here yeah. who they call the professor Yeah, apparently that's the character they created like it's literally like I was looking at that guy going you know that guy's like a nonce. Right? <laughs> he's just got massive nonce. <laughs> like I was like, all I could think was like, oh, imagine him like, you know, he's basically sexually harassing someone, and all he's saying the whole time is, "Remember? No,pe nothing's yeah. wrong here. No,pe nothing's wrong here." <laughs> As
1: he just slivers into a kid's bedroom.
0: <laughs> no, uh, nothing I mean, wrong here. What's wrong with the old animated tiger? You know? Yeah. <laughs> what's wrong, yeah. What's wrong with Tony? Yeah. What's wrong with the old Coco. tiger? A oh, Coco? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What was wrong with those guys? No, we need to bring some weird we guy to, in to be weird like, no. Nope. And it's just such a weird phrase to be for a cereal ad. I was just yeah. like thinking like, who designed the idea that the cereal ad is some weird guy like sat telling the kids nothing. Like, but also it's a bowl of cereal. What was going to be wrong yeah. here? What was going to be problem? <laughs> exactly. You just sat there racking your brain like screaming at the screen. What was going to be wrong with the yeah. cereal? Well, Why?
1: If, if anything, if you saw an advert and somebody was like, no, nope, there's nothing wrong with this. You'd be like, there's something wrong. Like, I mean, why are they in this, saying
0: that? In this universe, is it the case of every food is possibly tainted by something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like, every, like on normal ads, like when you say, like a child like, eating cereal in the morning, like that's like half of them with some animated character. But oh, like, wow. And then it's like, in all the other ads, it's like, Delicious, but may tar- yeah. contain serious poison. Make <laughs> contain is best <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And then the professor is like, no, nope, nothing's wrong right, here. That's wrong why here. ours is the best-selling cereal yeah. on the market.
1: It's like a bowl of glass. <laughs> it just makes <laughs> fucking
0: sense. It literally just makes me think all of the food in this universe is tainted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every food is like, we have to tell you there's nothing wrong with this food. We've yeah. eaten it. It's okay. Like... This man will eat the food in front of you, children, and that means it's okay to eat. Exactly. Chat GPT writing.
1: <laughs> Somebody uh, wrote me a cereal advert. Yep, it's
0: fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. It it's okay to eat this food. That's the whole idea. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, um, that's one subplot knocked out of the way, which, again, is just. Just seems po- it, it's a reason to, for the dad not to be around to protect the child. Yeah, basically. so it's a reason to put the mum v. hellhound, um, you know, and to kind of like jump. Obviously, the the other additional subplot, which is part of that, is the adultery. Yeah, and that's the pointless addition of Kemp and his jealous guy. And later on, we have um, the whole police detectives in the house because when the dad does come back after it, while while they yeah. are stuck. We're gonna, I'm going to mainly focus on the... Uh, I think we should mainly focus on the car and the Cujo as the one main it. area. So I want to get this out of the way so we don't need to talk. But um, only because there's another weird thing that I found in this. So the Kemp character like comes into the house looking like looking around, picks up an apple. That was one weird thing, because I was like, why are you picking up a, yeah, fucking, picking apple? Up a fucking apple? And he walked through the room. She's not, he not gonna eat the apple. He just walked around the house with the apple. She's not going to be in the apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, is she under this is apple? Is she under this apple? <laughs> and it's, just like, it's why? Like, weird. It seemed like such a weird direction choice for the director to go, just pick up that apple. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds weirdly like... Set. Pick up, pick pick up apple. that damn apple, boy. Because <laughs> it must you have been... sexual man, <laughs> yeah. you pick up that apple. It must have been a
1: director's choice. Because if he just walks in... Like the, imagine the actor... I mean, could cause... be
0: the actor who's just like, this is, this is an interesting part of my character. He likes yeah. to pick up yeah. apples. <laughs> he likes apples. Well,
1: he likes to pick them up but not eat them. But <laughs> it's really weird because... You just, imagine
0: you're directing somebody and
1: you're like, okay... You're looking for the ex-girlfriend that you're having an affair with in this house. You're angry, go in. And this actor just walks in and picks up an apple. And then
0: walks oh, you like, what you the know, fuck doing? As he's staring over like into the kitchen, which is actually, when you see the wider shot, it's actually an open space. So he could have seen from across the room that there's no one stood in the kitchen. But he still has to go like, uh, I'll take as I'm leaning <laughs> over, I will take this apple. <laughs> yeah, I just fucking love that it. all I can imagine is like just the director being a right pervy kind of <laughs> Now bites the apple. Yeah. How do you like them apples? <laughs> right in his ear. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. take your top off. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine him eating an apple. Yeah. It? Just we slowly stare at him eating an apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eat the I apple. I don't know where we're going with <laughs> <but, yeah>. this. <laughs> then he, he grabs a knife. Like, we see, uh, well, no, we, I don't know if we see him grab the knife, but he like lingers his fingers over the knife and then obviously the dad comes home and his house is... His room's been like the mattress has been like cut up. Yeah, of course he's got to be helping. hiding in the mattress. But here's the weird fucking one, here's the real weird thing for me: from the dog shit police officers who, are, like, when their officer later goes off like half yeah. a day, half a day later, and still hasn't come back, they're like, "I'm sure he's still out on, or just out looking at the houses." Like he went fucking half a day ago. <laughs> yeah, <he went. laughs> like do, you don't give a shit. But that same detective that stands in the house. They're in the middle of this, like, crime scene. The officers, like, are, like, going around, like, checking things and, yeah. you know, taking evidence or whatever they're doing. You know, there seems to be loads stood in one room. Yeah. But it's also the fact that he talks to him and he's got a saucer and a cup. Yeah. And he's got... <laughs> so it's like, wait, you can Like, because Vic only arrives afterwards. So it's not <laughs> like the case of, like... He's gone round and been like, "Does anyone want a coffee while you're doing your investigation?" No, this officer has obviously walked (laughs) into the house and been like, "Before we check the evidence, I just need to make myself some coffee." Yeah, and 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 it's even the case of the fact that it's like a—you see this in a lot of American shows. Yeah. Like just, I know, like nowadays it would be like a Starbucks coffee or a Costa coffee, but it's like you're in the middle of a crime scene. And you walk in with your fucking drink, and there. But this one's just like, you've got a fucking saucer in your tea. You're being a fancy little bitch with this yeah. coffee. And you are stood there talking to him while he takes like sips of his coffee, it's like, I'd be there like, who the fuck told you you <laughs> yeah. can you know? It's just, like one, you're being a you're acting like yeah. a dick to me, and two, who the fuck told you, you can take my? Drink, I know. You bitch. Just
1: makes himself a coffee and stuff yeah. And takes a fucking saucer.
0: <laughs> I swear, I've definitely seen some kind of parody thing before where literally like a guy walks into a crime scene and all of the officers are stood there with like coffee, <laughs> like coffee just drinking away. Yeah. Like, all right, mate. <laughs> just like dr- I don't know why. All I can in, in that whole scene I can stare at was like. My weird mind just constantly glaring on one object. and like, why have you got a sauce and a cup? Yeah. Where <laughs> so did you get it. it? Why? Like, this is what these are. And as you'll notice, these are the choices in this film that I had time to just like mindfully like go away from and just be like, ah, oh, yeah, I, I don't care. Well, the film. What so, I care about is that yeah. apple or the that film cup and so sauce.
1: <laughs> like, just looking for
0: other stuff like yeah. that. You know, the only time it is interesting is Cujo which is what we came to see and what we barely get much of. Yeah. And even that kind of wears out his welcome quite quickly. you know? Um, so anyway, so yeah, anyway, that was less about the Kemp character yeah. being the, the whole affair storyline and more about the sorcerer and the cup. <laughs> <Don't> t- <I laughs> the mean, officers being yeah. dog shit. And <laughs> obviously, so let's get to the main yeah. point of the film, which is Cooch. the mum and their broken down car go back to the Campbell's house yeah. to get some help and no, nobody's there at the time. Um, oh, actually, sorry. We've actually already had two deaths by this point. Yeah. It's the well, dad get, and the neighbour are dead. <laughs>
1: we get the cool, the, the really cool shot where we get Dark Cujo, where he's out in the fog. Mm. And the little kid's like, Cujo, where are you going? Yeah. And Cujo's like, looking at, should I fuck this lad up? And then he decides, nah, I'm going. And he walks off into the fog. And it's, re- it's really cool. It's like the it only shot, shot
0: in this I was like,
1: that's class. And then...
0: and it, it, That one is legitimately tempts And also because it's Stephen King. Yeah. It's legitimately tense because you're like, well, Stephen King likes to kill a kid. Yeah, so you're <laughs> like, thinking... I was like, is he going to kill... And he's the only one he doesn't. He seems to react to his voice and be a yeah. bit like... It's like... And and again, this is this is why one thing I think is impressive is what they do with the dog. I know it's not hard to use animals in it, but the dog, most of the time... I can kind of get something from yeah. the do- You know, when the dog, like, switches from being angry to then being, like, recognizes the boy's voice, there is, like, a change in the dog. Yeah. Like, you see that kind of, like, a noted... Like, his eyes kind of less, like, hold yeah. on. not saying the dog literally, <laughs> like, from direction. All right, do this one. Like, this is your choice, but... So again, that's the director obviously did some well with <laughs> that kind of part. of it. That's Nick, being a really sorry, good actor. Nick, Nick Nolte being yeah. Sorry, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. That's That's who. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm acting like a dog can do that expression. Nick Nolte. is Nick Nolte
1: did the facial support. shots of the dog.
0: Nowadays they just CGI Nicholas Cage's face. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Cujo, and, and that's the, a Cujo I'd like. Yeah. There
1: <laughs> is one. There is one moment that I found really funny is after Cujo leaves that he's just like walking. ...through some fields... ...and he's just looking for a scrap... ...and you're yeah. like... ...what the fuck is QJ oh, doing? Yeah. He's like... ...he's like just walking... looking, yeah,
0: ...looking all like... ...brutalised... ...like his body... Yeah. ...is all like getting fucked up... ...which again... ...I don't really know... ...why the rest of his body... ...changes so much... ...like... ...I get like... ...this stuff happens to his face... ...but his whole body is like... ...coated in this layer of like... ...well that's what I got me... ...because <laughs> I don't... ...because... ...I don't think dogs can swear... ...can they? No... So not I've, dogs through that they um, they pant through their they paws the yeah. they have a kind of that and they pant and they that thing but no so it's not like he's getting a layer of sweat on him yeah so I was like why is his whole body covered in this like Slot. layer of like slimy jam yeah it's fucking weird <laughs> yeah so it's a bit like his whole body but again it's to give him this effect of looking like this proper rough like and he does like proper rough at points yeah at he points looks,
1: he looks really real um,
0: rough so yeah we get the neighbour's death the, the the asshole who we've only met for one ever scene yeah who comes out throwing his trash he, he apparently just throws his trash he <laughs> <like, laughs> throws that. he just has this pile and it's literally but it's literally as simple as straight like Cujo just walks by looking for that scrap. He's like, just looking for a scrap. Oh, there you are. There you Fine are, yeah. Let's <laughs> do this. He I'm literally just going to body this guy. just to get up on his hind legs and, <laughs> and just start fucking pounding it. I'm just going to, yeah, yeah <laughs> pounding. him it. that right hook. Yeah,
1: I'm just going to start, he just goes, yeah, it's a scrap, I'll take it.
0: And he gets Kills him, him. And he, he legs it into the house for the shotgun, for the gun, yeah. off the side, and before he can even do it, Cujo's like, grabbing into his stomach and ripping into him uh we don't get to fully see it it's not this isn't really one of those where we get to fully see like that we get a little bit more later with the police officer yeah but with this one we kind of just see like more quick attacks like the dog and stuff like yeah even when the dog even like obviously they're not going to hit the dog so that's why every time it looks like they're coming towards him it kind of does a cut so you don't actually see yeah. it. you hear the dog like making noise but obviously they're not going to show <laughs> you just brutalizing yeah. yeah. the dog <laughs> um <laughs> you know um so yeah and then the dad, then after that, has come in after the family he knows the family are gone. Yeah. His family, the Campbell family, the mum and son. Um, and he comes in and finds him dead and, and that one's super fast. Yeah, he just It just cuts off. off. Well it cuts off, doesn't it? To his like yeah, but he just—that's it. That's what that's I mean. It's, it's like real fast. It's like you, he runs, in. he gets cornered, and then he just runs up, and it just cuts off. Yeah. You don't, you don't get to see anything happen to the dad. No, I do know that there is a. I did notice when I was doing a little scrolling, there wasn't uncut. But I just tried to watch a normal one of it. Yeah, we're trying to do
1: theatrical, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> so Experience. There as might if we be a there, the
0: there might be a version out there where I, I don't know he tears his throat out, <laughs> so it's Maybe. a bit more brutal. But uh, in this version, it was pretty pretty standard kind of take. Like I would say that this probably would pass as a, like a PG-13 or something like that maybe
1: I could have 12 actually PG-13s are 12, it's 12A isn't it? Yeah. that's what I mean I'd yeah I could imagine it could. Like it's,
0: it's, maybe because the dog's scary it would add more to that but I'd say yeah, that's about all it would get um, but yeah th- this is what I mean we get these quick ones and yeah I guess maybe it's just because it, it, it's, it's a dog attacking someone and it and yeah. is and it's pretty, you know, it, 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 the thought of the idea of it approaching you and overpowering it was, you like it that was is... rated
1: R in America.
0: okay. Interesting. Yeah. But it's um, obviously back then, though. I get In the 80s, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, but I get the idea of, um, you know, this being a very scary thing. And for a lot of people, the idea of their dog turning on them is a, is a scary, scary thought. Yeah. Um, which, as we said before, I think... If it had been a bit more based on their family and their dog, it would have been a little bit, I think, would have worked better. Yeah, um, definitely I think it would have. But um, you know, the dog is a, it is effective in the way it works. You know, it's exactly what you'd expect to see. It might just be because this is exactly what I'm expecting to see. I'm Maybe yeah. see a dog just jump up at the <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah, me and growl at them. So that's pretty much what it does. Um the the one I thought was a little bit more effective is the police officer that comes to check once, obviously. Yeah, I think that was that was a bit better. Um time. As I said, there's not really much, you know, um, Donna and Tad get there in the car, it breaks down, they get out, the the dog is pretty much, he's pretty much there straight away and they get straight back in the car. Yeah. And he continues to like bash at the side and he climbs over and he, at one point he looks like they've covered him in soap because he just basically soaps up the window with his rabies. Um, You know, and, and it comes across scary. One thing I will say is that the kid seems legitimately terrified. Like, I would not be surprised if there was a bit of a Kubrick start to this of basically just, I'm just going to keep scaring the shit out of you. Yeah. I'm going to let this dog chase you around, <laughs> or I'm going to just scare the shit out of you as the director, just be like, just if you don't let cry, I will yeah. beat you to death. Or holding a gun to his mum's head, like being like, I will kill your mother yeah. I will kill her it reminds me of uh, Extras with Ben Stiller yeah. you know the one with that when I will he, shoot, when shoot this old in woman kid. in the head I, yeah, I will shoot them. I will go to your mum and your dad and I will kill them dead if you don't Yeah. That. that's so funny <laughs> that's, that's literally what but he is legit like the kid like I mean the kid's not really around enough for him to say that he irritated me but when he was in the car he just Sadly, all it is is just a kid screaming for about half an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, it, and it does wear you down after a while to be like, there's not really much more to this. Um, so that whole part in the car is a, it, you know, kind of wears you down a little bit. Um, and it's also the fact that, again, that she just doesn't seem to care that much. She's not really being that, like, warm to him. Or that care, like that helper. Like, yeah. She has certain points when she tries to like calm to start with. And I understand in that situation, I guess you're, you'd be on the end of your rag pretty fast. So she's yeah, getting of pissed she off and she's probably getting as irritated as probably the audience are by just hearing constant screaming <laughs> and stuff like yeah. that. Um. But yeah, it, it, it doesn't make you like her character more. The fact that no. she's like basically half the time screaming at a kid while the dog's attacking. And it's like, yeah, but your kid is legitimately fucking terrified. Yeah. <laughs> and he's having asthma attacks and shit like that like this is this is the ultimate level of like he's getting like heat stroke he's getting yeah. you know he's like stripped down to basically <laughs> all he can show on screen Yeah, you know the the professor's probably eating his the cereal nearby watching <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like watching <laughs> uh, uh, nope nothing wrong nope, nothing wrong here <laughs> um, yeah so uh, it really doesn't help and uh, Also, um, you know, one scene that does, as both of us being asthma sufferers... Yeah. uh, I feel like... uh, I almost feel like this film makes me need to say, like, a a kind of direction for people watching at home. As asthma sufferers, I think we can both tell you that the way to deal with a suffering child who is in the middle of an asthma attack... Yeah. um, ...is not to shake him (laughs) while he's screaming. Yeah. And while screaming at him, uh, she screams not now, not now, while shaking yeah. him yeah. while he's like in his third full on asthma attack and, and already like obviously in the middle of heat stroke and she's like not now, not now, like shaking him yeah. because not, she's not, just not run away now. from that. Then she smacks him on the back like not just like a oh, uh, the, like a proper fuck, Yeah, she's just fucking sma- clout. By him. the way, smacking on the back doesn't fuck all to no. help you with asthma. Yeah. If anything, it probably makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> and then continuing to scream and probably scare him what I would say is that situ- if, if you do all of those actions at once to your child with asthma, yeah, that's probably scare them to death. Yeah. You probably <laughs> so just killed know. your child. Like yeah. S- Smack him, scream it, and shake him. That's a good way to just basically block their airwaves even more to the point where they're yeah, like, and
1: then you the the only thing they could have helped is screaming in his face. There's a dog trying to kill yeah. us. There's a dog trying to kill us. Yeah. She <laughs> it well over, right? Yeah. She might as to kill well us. Have
0: literally on the next level. Yeah, literally. <laughs> just tell him everything that's wrong. That dog's outside the it's window. It's gonna kill him. It's gonna eat your it's mother. It's gonna eat you it's your daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No! no. start screaming <laughs> yeah. and, and that—that's it. That, like that scene. I was just sat there like, wow, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. what the uh, fuck.
1: I thought I was like, fucking
0: hell. How long is this going to go on for? Yeah, I was okay. like, me just. It's because like I got like the idea of being trapped in the car and thing like seemed like a very interesting idea. But it also is an idea that only has a short amount of time. Exactly. In it. Yeah. And this film feels like it spent so long like her, like being watching, sat in the car, heat stroke, screams at a child. Phone, phone rings. Foam phone, cu- phone rings. Cujo. Cujo gets pissed off. Then again, and come back around. And it just... You're just like, okay. So then, and then, as I said before, the police officer one, when he comes in and he has to leg it into the butt, you know, he gets attacked straight away yeah. by the dog, drops the gun on the floor outside. So you think, oh, this is a chance to get the gun. Um, you also think this is your chance to get out and get while she's running after the dog, but it takes a fucking ages before she actually reacts to doing it. She does, and you're that's the like, no, thing. Like, fucking get that fucking gun. You could save this officer, but yeah. And then she even somehow gets herself like trapped in the car, which yeah. I was really fucking confused. I was like, you've been able to open that door this whole time, and now suddenly out of nowhere, there's a jam of the door. So she just yeah. to do that, and she does it for about two minutes, and then goes, oh yeah, the other door will open, and goes the other. It's like okay, and now you're too late because the police officer has climbed up. He's got knocked off a balcony. Also, what was fucking hilarious is after Cujo's done like getting into his stomach. I don't know if you noticed the guy in the background when the dog's walking off, but it's like the actor stood there at the side with his mouth like wide open, like gaping. Just he looks like almost like an animated like. Yeah. Ah! I didn't see that. Like he, yeah, he looks like he's screaming. He just had his his eyes are like wide open and his mouth is like I don't know if it's him or if they have made a prosthetic. Yeah, and he's just like guts. The gut there's like a red mark. It's not like guts hang out. It's just like red, bloody yeah. gut like area. But his mouth is just like wide open, and it just it just looks almost hilarious. It looks like a clown, like making that big smiley face. Yeah, it's so weird. And Cujo's just like strutting off, like, "Yeah, I fucking killed him. Now I'm gonna go get that mama, who I can see is now out the car because she took fucking five minutes to get there." Yeah. And while well, your son is still just dead in the back, basically. Yeah, you
1: know, your son's just. Fucking freaking
0: freak if out. this is the way it plays out I know why his son dies in the book because uh, sort of because she scared this shit death out of him yeah she fucking terrorized him but yeah so you know this, this just to like you know to start to sum up this is this oddly subdued performance from Dee Wallace which even in the other reviews I've looked at they said they did say an odd performance from Dee Wallace in yeah. you know, a lot of the reviews um, it doesn't do anything but help you feel cold towards her no, I mean, there's literally a point when I start to think, honestly, is she about to throw the kid out the car to save the yeah. sun? <laughs> She's like, you're so fucking He's dead now. Just <laughs> lobbing up. Her. Like here you go, dog, having yeah, oh, fucking, you know, just like in her head, like she sat. There's a moment where she reflects, and she looks so pissed off after that asthma attack bit, where she looks so like oh, for fuck's sake, like literally, like look at it, like she she gives a look to her child, like she literally doesn't give two shits. Of that yeah, hand. and I just think in your brain, like where's her brain going? It's like. Oh, if I do get rid of my kid, how many sexual men could I probably be pounded? Yeah, yeah. All she's thinking about is pipe. All she's thinking about is that piping because that's all we pretty much get the idea is like she just she just obviously just wants more piping. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I but, think like I just think it by the time
1: it, they've been in that car for like 10, 15 minutes, I get they're trying to try to be like well they're trapped in there and the risks are dehydration and heat stroke. Because yeah, it's a fucking. Which I don't dairy. think again. But I, it's I get not stressed that. massively.
0: No, that's what I mean. That that part is not shown well either. No, it's it, like I get that, but I almost didn't really get what it was because from the way it was shot, it didn't look like it was. Uh, I understand if you're in a car, and this might be much more obvious in like America. Yeah. Because in parts of America, obviously, it's so much hotter than it is here. Yeah, so We don't maybe don't get the perspective over here in England where. You know, yes, on a really hot day, it's it's a terrible thing inside of the car and things like that. But there was something about the way it's directed. That, although it's sunny, it didn't look like it was like a boiling hot sunny. No. So you didn't really get that idea. So, yeah, you saw them sweating, but there was just a point when the kid was basically out of all of his clothes. <laughs> and I obviously had not got the whole heat stroke thing, idea, that the heat, because it just didn't... I know she had a bit of sweat around her face, but she'd just also been outside fighting the dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know... You'd be sweating. So uh, there was a bit of me like... Why the fuck is the kid in the back looking like some kind of weird golem creature? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was just that's like, right. oh. <laughs> maybe take a little spectator. Yeah. there. <laughs> Be,
1: being, uh, yeah, you definitely made a good choice to not have another coffee because I am like, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm going oh, well to another dimension. Um, and it's a big cup as well. But <laughs> yeah. I love that the, the we well, were drinking. Yeah. So <laughs> I was just like watching it, and yet again, I hadn't completely picked up on the heat stroke dehydration element. so i was just like is this right in the middle of this has the sun just been like i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna strip <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then it kind of clicked like a little bit later but i don't know i lost like i lost interest in this film quite quick in all honesty
0: it's yeah and then obviously when she does get outside and she she smashes cujo with the baseball bat and it snaps yeah. and then cujo kind of has that dazed moment for like, like well, what the fuck you got me and then he jumps at her, and obviously you, you think it's the end because the baseball bat goes into him, yeah. and again you're just kind of thinking, oh, it's over, or it's an- or yes, but after all of that, it also feels a bit anticlimactic, and it's kind of like oh, <laughs> again, I feel more sorry for that dog than I do for you. Yeah, <laughs> well, to be honest
1: with that bit, I was like, okay, I mean, it's not, it's not supernatural forces; it's fucking big dog with rage. just a dog so, yeah. so i mean i i mean not i'm not advocating this but i think if i took five swings at a dog with a baseball bat and then stabbed it
0: probably yeah, i think you'd be dead <laughs> yeah. you know like I, so i was i, I mean that. i don't think she i think she only hit one of out of the five though i think no i'm sure she, a lot. she clumps it a couple of oh, times did I, only, I only really noticed to like sure get one proper bat I, I saw a lot of like missed hits There's swinging but i think she hits she might hit it two or three
1: times though. yeah but still, enough to yeah. kill it, you know?
0: It is, uh, so you are there, but at the same time, you are getting the feeling because she goes over to the house, there is that like, mm, I think he's still going to pop up one more time. Well,
1: I was thinking, is it going to, are they going to do like uh, a Jason Voorhees with this dog? You know? Like...
0: What, Jason X? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reanimated into <it. laughs> Reanimated with, with machines, <laughs> And
1: then they did, it just bursts through a window. And I
0: was like, fucking hell. <laughs>
1: So she does the natural thing of putting a bullet
0: in his head, you know? <laughs> <laughs> starts it down. Yeah. As the, yeah, she's managed to save. Yeah. So in this version, she saves Tad from, she manages to bring him back alive. She saves Tad from the uh, heat stroke and all of those things and his asthma attack and <laughs> apparently, yeah, so apparently, yeah, again, which, again... That 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 way that she did it actually I don't think would even work because yeah. by that point he would have, his his chest would be so closed up that the air that she's pumping in it wouldn't get in it. It wouldn't do yeah. shit um, <laughs> so it wouldn't work so the Stephen King even more naturally makes sense because yeah. that wouldn't work if, especially if he's not bre- if he's not breathing for the last few minutes he's, he's dead <laughs> yeah but it's just dead. for the happy ending it has to have that. At which point there's a noise outside, and they start to and, and uh, Vic arrives and looks around and goes, "Holy shit, what's going on here?" And then outside the door walks um, Donna and Tad, Tad in the arms, looking again like he's kind of dead. Yeah, <laughs> he's just died again. <laughs> he died. In the, he died on the way from. <laughs> uh, I it, think exactly. Vic does. Vic runs up to them, maybe, and then I think they hug and freeze frame. Yeah. Freeze frame, and again we've talked about these free frame kind of being in 70s and 80s horror in a lot of our last recent episodes because we keep yeah. popping up because we've done a lot of 70s and 80s in the we last have. few musty horrors you know um, and you know so I you know in my head all I was just sat there going freeze frame and just thinking about the fact that you know there's this whole thing about the affair and I'm not saying I wanted any more <laughs> of the yeah. film but it is always that I was just like so what happened I, so oh, I got attacked by a dog and I have our son 80s free frame you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like you know, you're alive, you beat a hellhound, I forgive you for bagging that sexual man Let's <laughs> yeah. have another baby and stay together forever. And I got all that information and all the information I wanted just from that one free-frame shot. Yeah. Like, fuck did I. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, you know, like, that one free-frame shot is just like, oh, look, it's fine, but considering that this was more a fair the movie, than it was Cujo, the movie, to totally, me, yeah. I was just like, well, it would be nice if you kind of summed up if, you know, I don't know, if Dad's like fuck it, I'm out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm going to, you know, the next scene you get is just like, kick that hoe out of the house <laughs> yeah, and like, God. he'd be, he'd be finding himself his sexual woman of the he, 80s. Maybe, yeah, maybe they <laughs> did exist. But yeah, so um, w- but we assume from that final lovely shot that it's uh, ah all is forgiven. All it is you forgiven. beat a you beat a dog to yeah. death.
1: <laughs> family <laughs> is more important, and killing a big dog will put things so, into
0: perspective. The key message of Cujo is basically: if you're having troubles in your relationship, beat a doctor. <laughs> beat a doctor, to death, yeah. <laughs> it will solve all of it your will problems. Solve <laughs> I hope they then went home to that detective and beat him to death. Yeah, so that's my goddamn saucer, you bitch. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> I I, don't I, know. I will tell you. So uh, okay, this, tell is, this is this is must see horror. So let's we're going to bring this round because somehow we've talked for over an hour about Cujo and oh, i done. Uh, we were literally. I got to be honest. We started this episode going. Have we got ten minutes. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, I. I I feel like um, applause for getting that far of kind of explaining. Yeah, definitely. And, and we haven't even... I mean, I'm, I'm not saying we haven't basically told you the plot, but we missed out a lot of bits because it just seemed inconsequential to yeah. the general idea of the film. But, I mean, I feel like we already know where this one's going, right?
1: I think but we, you know, <laughs> the Rules is rules, man. I, mean,
0: have I to feel say. like I've done the more... Talk, I'm going to let you... I think normally I lead it off, so I'm going to let you lead off. What are your thoughts on Cujo as a must... See, top 100 on. <laughs> no. Ah, uh, Q oh, Joe. I, I,
1: I don't want to be horrible when I say this, but I wish that when we went to watch it, the internet had cut out and I could have messaged you saying, I can't watch it, we have to do it another time. Because the, the idea is rock solid. The execution is dog shit. <laughs> it feels like a made for TV movie and it feels like a segment from uh, poor anthology horror that has just been stretched out. They could have had a good movie on their hands. Instead we just end up with sh- uh, a really poor drama. We end up with some okay moments the The bit with Cujo walking off into the fog is cool Cujo looks pretty intimidating at moments but the, the iconic moment of them being in the car just felt like it dragged on too much. I do not think there was any tension in the film. Um, I'm not saying it was a horrible film or it was terrible, but I, I don't think it's musty horror at all. I think it would be for a Stephen King purist, being honest. If somebody asked me to recommend a Stephen King movie to them... It's not gonna be this, but if you were trying to watch That's all going to of them, it's not gonna be top ten. Steve it's gonna to be Prince. top ten. No. <laughs> um, overall, is it must see horror? No, it's not even. It's not even the best creature feature or film about killer animals that I've seen.
0: I don't know what this is. Pretty much called the peak of like dog horror well, basically but i'm sure there's a better dog horror out. i'm sure there is
1: it's just uh, how, how many dog horrors do you know that's
0: what I mean. I'm, I'm sure there probably is one out there as i said there, there was a more interesting way i think to take this and i guess that might come down to the source material but yeah you know we'll, uh, i will now i now have the interest in going to read cujo not based on the film more on the fact that i'm i i believe in stephen king and so i believe it yeah. must be something better than what we get in the execution here. No, definitely. So you're a, you're a 100% no. And no, I'm going to put this dog down. Kind <laughs> <of boy. laughs> um, and to be honest, most of what you said, I, I agree with. I, it's, it, it just doesn't work. Excuse me. What it mainly doesn't work by is that I, I said before, and I kind of stick by the idea. I think, I feel like they were trying to go with the Spielberg style melodrama, which you get in a lot of Spielberg films, which is a well balanced act of having both horror and tension that builds towards it and spends yeah. towards it. It has many shots that made me think of that Spielberg or even Hitchcockian, like the one in the car when it it spins. You know, when it keeps yeah. spinning until it wakes up in the dad's like nightmare. And oh my god, that and that that felt like a very not their shot because they'd done it better than that. But it felt like they were trying to do that kind of interesting tracking. You know, yeah. like the zoom in, like the zoom in in uh, Vertigo or Rear Window or Jaws. You know, those two linked together um so you know i feel like he tried to do it but they just don't have sadly the director just doesn't have the the sleight of hands to be able to balance these things to make both interesting characters that you just want to know their story and then also a monster threat like in jaws for instance which does yeah. it so perfectly where you've got all of that part and it builds towards like this again in a car with that or on a boat you know big build-up kind of thing where you're looking at those two but the, the problem is that you know one, they built interesting characters that you actually were happy to spend half an hour without barely any yeah. monsters. This it made characters that were mainly unlikable, <laughs> and our protagonist, who's very unlikable, yeah, you know, and, and and generally just isn't. I'd almost say to the point that D. Wallace was miscast in this role completely, and we needed someone who could have pulled off a bit more of that balancing act and yeah. there might be people out there who are purists and love Dee Wallace's like horror history and be like what the fuck are you on about but yeah. you know I, I just I don't, don't see it I just don't think it worked that well and I you know and I think it just hasn't been able to pull off the balance of horror and the only good thing I can say is I do respect the work that was done with the dog, and I felt the, the dog was as good as you could have got it. Just, sadly, it just needed some better direction to pull off a little bit more. Yeah. You know, to make it a little bit scarier, to make it a little bit work, and, you know, dipping the dog in jam it ain't scary enough. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes, the dog looks horrible, and I actually liked some of the bits when they kind of showed off the dog's senses and stuff like that, and that he was really starting to get agitated by things. I liked those part of the films. So the problem is, it's surrounded by that horrible stuff. Se- not even subplot, main plot. Yeah. <laughs> Cujo is the subplot here. Cujo is one of the many subplots it yeah. in a film that should have been about the family kind of, the fact that their dog is turning against them. Seems yeah. like such a simple idea, but an effective idea, you know, that would have worked. Um, and no, I can't, I can't, I couldn't put this on top 100 horror list because it's just not, it's not strong enough. And it's sad because I came and I've so much about Cujo that I came into this with not high expectations because I know the kind of film it was, but I expected this to be something I was really going to enjoy and sadly it ends up being a big disappointment. Same. <laughs> yeah. So, same king. Sadly. I can however say that maybe I could imagine if you grew up I could see how this film would be scary. The same way you know, with Jaws or any other monster one. If you grew up like you if you had yeah. watched this when you were like 8 years old. Yeah probably. You might have been scared to shit and you wouldn't have remembered it. to be fair you wouldn't have even got any of the affair crap you would have just remembered Cujo being scary. Probably, shit. yeah. So it would have been terrifying. So of a certain age range, and if you grew up with this film, I totally understand why you will think this is a terrifying horror. And nostalgia probably works for you. Yeah. But as we've only just watched it now as adults, sadly, that just doesn't work for us. Yeah. You know, it, it just much. doesn't work. Um, and that's pretty much all I've got. So this is uh, my third no. This is your second no. It is. On messy horror. So, yeah, we'll see where we go from here with... Uh, uh, what's our next one? It's uh, the hills have the eyes. The hills have eyes. Uh, so let's see: is it's... that one going to make it, or is that one going to be a, a disappointing piece of track? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out.
1: Um, so as always, thank you for checking out the show. Please remember to hit that subscribe button and leave us a lovely review, even if we did effectively just shit on a film that you may have loved growing up. Um, it, it, it is what it is. That's all I'm going to say. We ball anyway. Um, Come and let us know what you think about Cujo over on TikTok, and Instagram and Twitter at CMTH Podcast. And we will see you next week. Please don't get rabies. Goodbye. <laughs>